Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host. Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me once again for these few moments in time. And on today's episode, I want to talk about time management. Yes, time management. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles as always. Take some notes if that's what you desire to do. Have some very informative things to share with you today. Now, as always, I want to start out with a quote of the day, and it says this, You never have to beg people to come when you're helping them. Now, let's look at Proverbs chapter six, and we're going to start here. Verse number six through verse number eight. This is a familiar passage of scripture, and I really do like this verse. Notice what it says here in Proverbs chapter six. It says, go to the ant, O sluggard, observe her ways and be wise, which having no chief officer or ruler, prepares her food in the summer, and gathers her provisions in the harvest. Now, I'm sure you've seen ants. We got a bunch of them down here, but this is a powerful scripture because I think it really gleans or you can glean a lot from this. And God always has something in creation that we can look at to really become wise. And ants work all the time. They're constantly going, constantly moving, but they're preparing things. My question to you is, what are you preparing for? Are you preparing to live or are you preparing to die? Our preparation is key and we have a choice. God is not going to make the choice for us. As a matter of fact, he says, choose life so that you can live. He gives the answer to the question, but he won't make you choose. I think one of the greatest travesties is when we waste time. And this is why I want to talk about this just for a few moments here about time management, because as far as I'm concerned, time is probably one of the greatest commodities. It's a value of exchange. And I don't like to waste people's time. And I certainly don't allow people to waste mine. We only have a certain amount of days, weeks, months, years on this planet. We got to get busy doing the things that God has called us to do and the things that we know that are important to us. I never really learned time management in school. I did learn it in elementary school, junior high, or even high school for that matter. I learned how to tell time, but not necessarily how to manage it. You know, my mother was a teacher and she was very good at explaining things to me. But in terms of just time management and really understanding it and how to operate in it, I learned through trial and error. And generally, that's how we learn most of the times when things are not taught to us that are important, that will really help us to matriculate in life and become successful, not just in the things of God, just in life, period. So I want to give you about eight things that I think that are very important. I want you to consider this because a lot of us are really, again, wasting time doing things that we just should not do, doing things that we don't have an interest in, many times sitting around just twiddling our thumbs. And there's nothing wrong with putting up your 
feet and, and, you know, sitting in your chair and getting some rest. We all need to do that. So I don't want you to think that we constantly got to be moving all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm really trying to help you to truly understand is if you're going to get something done, you got to really be about watching how you're doing it, what you're doing, making sure you hitting some benchmarks in your life. Because once again, you know, you look up and 2023 is gone. All the things you said you wanted to do, you didn't make time to do it. All the people you said you wanted to see, you didn't make time to do it. The business that you wanted to get off the ground, you didn't make time to do it. You wanted to go back to school, you didn't make time to do it. The relationship that you said you wanted to be in, you didn't make time to do it. The college you said you wanted to go to, you didn't make time to do it. There are so many reasons why we just don't make time to do it. And the number one reason, we are just horrible at time management. Any business professional, any millionaire, any billionaire, anybody who's successful, sports athletes, whatever the case may be, they will tell you that sacrifice is so important when we're talking about time. You cannot do everything you want to do when you want to do it. It just don't work that way. We have to be disciplined. And discipline says, I'm doing what I don't want to do so that at some point I can do the things I want to do. So many times, again, we just think things are just going to happen. It's just not. And we got procrastination. I know this all too well. I procrastinated and I got my reasons for it. But at the end of the day, it's still procrastination. So we really got to become good at managing time and making sure that when we get up in the morning, we are making the most of our day. So when we lay our head on the pillow, we have some level of satisfaction and say, man, this was a productive day. Let me give you point number one. Clearly define your priorities. You got to clearly define your priorities. And priorities are simple. What should I be doing? First, second, third, and fourth. When you hit a baseball, you don't go to third base first. You don't go to second base first. What do you do? You go to first base first. Now you may say, yeah, I know that. But you would be surprised of the things that we should be doing but we don't have any clear objectives. We don't have any clear priorities. And if you can just get yourself a pencil and a piece of paper and write down Monday through Sunday and then write down some things that you know you need to do on Monday. And then whatever you don't get to on Monday, when you go to Tuesday, that doesn't mean you need to transfer everything that you didn't get done on Monday to Tuesday. Sometimes you have to wait and come back around again on Monday, the following Monday, and maybe do those things. Now, things that are important that are pressing, maybe you need to carry those things into the next day. But this is going to help you to become productive. And I would say this, the more you streamline your life, you'll find out your list won't be as big. Because some of the things you simply don't need to be doing in the first place. So clearly defining your priorities, not your mother, not your father, not your sister, not your brother, not your best friend, not your wife. Everybody's got to be responsible for their own time management. Don't allow people's emergency to become your urgency. You have to make sure that you tell people, I can't do it today. I can't do it next week. I may be able to fit you in here or there when I can. Why? Why? Because I'm managing my time because I don't want to waste time. 
You know, the older you get, you're like, man, I only got a certain, you know, amount of sunrises to see and sunsets. I got to really be about doing the things that I have to do. Point number two, diligently make plans. This is key. You got to make some plans. Use your time and make some plans. Things just don't happen. I know we wish they would, but they don't. There's nothing wrong with dreaming. There's nothing wrong with daydreaming. But at some point, you got to put one foot in front of the other and put a plan together. The powerful thing about a plan is, is that there's a time schedule there. You know, so you say, hey, this is going to take me two months. This is going to take me three months. This may take me a year. This may take me two years and stay tethered to it. I know emergencies will come up. I know certain things will happen that you didn't plan for. That's all a part of life. But at the end of the day, I want you to diligently make some plans. When you make a plan, at least you can say, I got something written down on paper. I got a focus. I got an objective. I got a goal that I'm trying to reach. I got something I got to do. And this will help you to stay encouraged. It's something about when you got a plan, you can stay encouraged and motivated and know that there's something about your life that is taking on shape, form, and momentum. I think it's a most powerful thing. Point number three, take into account the Lord's will. That's what you got to do. Many Christians don't take into account the Lord's will. The Lord's will is simple. What is God telling you to do? Not what he's telling your mother and father and sister and brother. What is God telling you to do? And you can know the will of God. God's will can be known through his word. His will can be known through prayer. His will can be known through spending time with him. Now, the known will of God we know is in his word. But there's some areas in your life where the Bible may not speak of what you need to do. This is why, again, prayer is important. Spending time with him is important. Spending time with the Holy Spirit is important. Praying in the spirit is also important. These things reveal to you what steps you need to take, what you need to do, who you need to marry. Maybe you don't need to get married now. Maybe you need to go to this school or that school. Maybe you need to live in an apartment as opposed to a house. Maybe you need to go to this college and not go to that college. You say, man, you mean to tell me I got to do all this? Yeah. If you're going to really see God and really be in his will, because you're just not going to be in the will of God automatically. I wish it worked that way but it simply doesn't. And let's just get all the way down to it. Many times we're just too lazy to do the things that we really need to do. But I want you to take into account the Lord's will. I can't think of what scripture this is. I apologize. I'm going to paraphrase it. The scripture says that there are many things that Jesus did. And if the world were to write all the books and certain things that he did, it's the world just simply could not contain all the things that he did. How in the world could Jesus do in three and a half years of ministry what people can't do in a lifetime? Three and a half years of ministry. Now, we know that he was preparing for the will of God. And then when he was 30 years old, he stepped out and started doing what God told him to do. But man, the things that he did in three and a half years, you know why? Because he took into account the Lord's will. Now, if Jesus had to do that, how much more do you think we have to do it? And when we do it, we will really begin to see some things take on uh, certain attitudes that we have. We, you know, we'll get up with a sense of purpose. We'll get up with a sense of motivation. We'll get up with us with some joy. We'll get up with some huspa. We'll get up with that lion in our belly. That's what we got to get up with. So I want you to take into account the Lord's will. Point number four, seek him first 
every day. When you get out of the bed, make some time. Your time management says, I got to check in with my boss, not my boss at the corporate level, not my boss or wherever it is that I'm getting my paycheck from. No, your boss is God. When you understand your boss is God, you check in with him every day. The first day of the morning, when you get up, you roll out of the bed. I know you may have kids and I know you have a spouse or whatever the case may be. you got responsibilities and they are important too. But can I say this to you? Your most first important relationship is God. That means you might have to sacrifice and get up a half hour early, an hour early, an hour and a half early. Why? Because I'm checking in with my boss. I'm checking in with the Lord because I want him to help me to structure my time today. He will tell you, this is what you need to do today. Don't worry about that is something I'll speak to you about later. And here's the thing, your mind will tell you, your unrenewed mind will tell you, man, I got to get this done. Oh man, I got to get that done. You're going to have to make sure you calm your flesh down because your mind will start racing. Your mind will start telling you things that simply is not true. When you check in with the Holy Spirit and you seek him first every day, you're setting the tone and the tenor and the attitude for your day. And you're going to find out that he's going to give you what you need. I believe the scripture says, give me my daily bread. God says, I'll give you your daily bread. That's just not talking about food. Your daily bread is talking about your plan. It's talking about your strategy. It's talking about some things you don't know about. He's downloading into your heart, into your spirit, the things that are necessary that when they hit you, you'll be very prepared for it because you have checked in with your boss. Here's my question to you. Are you checking in with God every day? Like you check in with everybody else? If not, your life might be out of order. We say God is important to us, but we only come to him when we're in trouble. We cannot do that. We don't want to disrespect our relationship with God. We got to make sure we are checking in with him the first part of the day. Point number five, commit your plans to the Lord. When you have a plan, God's just not going to bless your plan. But see, when he gives you a plan, commit it to him. What does that mean? God, I'm going to give this plan to you because you revealed it to me. That's one of the things that I had to learn. I used to think that when God gave me something, I had to do it all on my own. I had to get the money. I had to get the resources. I had to get the people. I had to get all this stuff. But I was ignorant. I was unlearned. I wasn't skilled. I wasn't wise. But when I realized when God is sharing with me his heart, he only is sharing it with me because he wants to do it through me. And he wants uh, me to be a partaker of the things that he's doing in the earth. He don't want me to be bogged down. He don't want me to be stressed out. He don't want me to be worried. He don't want me to be sick about it. He wants me to understand, hey, son, this is what I want to do through you. This is what I want to do in the city you live in. This is what I want to do in your family's life. This is what I want you to do for a neighbor or whatever the case may be. Life can be very simplistic and easy when our time management is coming from God as it relates to committing the plans that he has given to us. And you will see that in Proverbs 16 and 13, whenever you get an opportunity, it talks about committing your ways and your plans to the Lord. Are you committing your plan to God that he's given you? Or are you trying to take it on yourself? Anything that you're trying to take on yourself, you're going to be responsible for the money. You're going to be responsible for everything. But God is not asking you to be responsible for these things. He's saying, just let me do it through you. He's saying, just let me provide it through you. See, God wants to get the glory out of our lives. But many times when God show us something, we just take it and we run with it. No, you got to take it by faith but then give it back to him. 
and then allow him to speak through you through time management. God understands time management. He created it. He created time, not for himself, but for you and I. So we must understand how to work and flow with God so that we can get some things done. And I really believe that you want to get some things done this year. Point number six, ask the Lord what he wants you to do. Oh man, boy, we really don't do that. This is so easy and we just I don't know. We just get ahead of God many times and I've done it too. But I want you to begin as the scripture says to acknowledge him in all your ways and he will. He said it. He will direct your path. Why don't you ask the Lord what he wants you to do in every situation? When you have people that want to borrow money from you, go to God first and say, Lord, should I give it to him? When somebody's coming to you for advice, go to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want me to tell them? See, we got to really learn how to depend on God. This is what Jesus did. When we read the Bible, he said he didn't do anything unless he checked in with his father. He said, I don't do anything unless it pleases God. It doesn't please God when we're just doing everything with our time. No, Jesus had a certain amount of time to do things and he would always check in with the father and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? I want to ask you this question. Are you doing it? Are you asking God, Lord, what do you want me to do? If you're not, I challenge you to begin to do this. Watch this. You'll be surprised at things that God's going to tell you to do. And it is not going to be something you thought he would say. We think we know God, but we really don't know him like we should. And when we spend time with him, again, you're going to be surprised at the things he says for you to do. Everything that people ask you for, that doesn't mean you're supposed to do it. That might be someone else's assignment. That may be somebody else's job. One man plants, one man waters. But the scripture says it's God that makes us grow. We're coming along in somebody's life and maybe they've already got the seed in them. Maybe our job is to find out, okay, Lord, what should I do? And God says, you just come along and encourage them and keep on going. This is what we got to learn to do. We have to have a sense of timing in the spirit so we can know what we ought to do. The Bible says that the children of Issachar knew the times of what Israel should do. They had the timing of God. They had the time management of God. They understood this is what we need to do now. This is what we need to do today. Not five years from now, not 10 years from now. This is what the Lord is requiring right now. Point number seven, be watchful for divine interruptions. Divine interruptions are good. And we got to take some time and give God some time to interrupt our schedule and interrupt our day. When the Holy Spirit says, all right, you've done enough, leave it alone. Put the work down and just let it go. See, the problem is we just want to keep going and going and going and we burn out. But see, God wants to help us not to burn out. Anything that God has given you to do, it should be a joy to do. And, and I know being in ministry, man, there's so many things that I'm faced with. That, you know, This one is asking me that question. And this one is asking me another question. I got to spend time with God for this message. And then there's budgets and then there's resources. And there's just so many things when you're a pastor and you have a ministry. I don't care if you got five people, 500 or 5,000. Ministry is work 
work and it is hard work, but we got to learn how to work with God so we can be watchful for a divine interruption. You know why? Because that divine interruption can cause everything that you've been asking God for to he just clear the decks. He can just knock them down like dominoes. But when we just pushing and pushing in the natural to try to get something done, we're wasting time. When you're trying to do all you doing in the natural, newsflash, you are wasting time. And there are a lot of Christians who are wasting time because they're trying to do everything in the natural. Jesus is a supernatural God. He wants to do supernatural things. So when he supernaturally shows up and interrupts your day, it's because he's behind something. He's got something he wants to do. He's got something he wants to say. There's an idea he wants to give you. We have to learn how to stop what we're doing and allow the power of God to come in our life and help us to knock down those walls that we're trying to do in the natural. Here's a question. Are you making room? Are you making time in your management style to be watchful for a divine interruption? I'm not talking about when people calling you. I'm not talking about when social media is calling you. I'm not talking about when your favorite TV show is on. I'm talking about a divine interruption from God that will show you what you need to do and how you need to do it. And maybe God again will just say, hey, Wednesday, you just need to rest. Are you open to that? Or are you stubborn and are you just going to say, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. No, you just need to wait because maybe behind the scenes, God's got a blessing that will help you take care of the things that you're trying to do for Wednesday or maybe for the next day. God's got a plan, but we got to learn how to yield and surrender and submit our lives to the will of God and trust that he knows what he's doing. And my final point, point number eight, this is really good work hard. You got to work hard, man. God is all about working hard, but he is also about working smarter as well. Working smarter is working hard in terms of I'm not being lazy. I'm not asking anybody to do what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not even asking God to do what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm working hard. I'm diligent about what he's asking me to do. Again, notice what the scripture says. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Observe her ways. Observe what an ant does. And the scripture says, when you observe her ways, be wise, which have no chief officer or ruler prepares her food in the summer. Ants are working hard, baby. They ain't out there just putting their feet up. They ain't out there on vacation. They working hard and they're working together. Watch this. Working hard is one thing, but working together is another thing in and of itself. God does want us to work together, those that are of like-minded faith. But if you can't find anybody of like-minded faith, you got to work with the Spirit of God. And he works hard, man. God's the hardest worker I know. And in his working hard, again, he is working smarter. He knows where the curves are. He knows where the hills are. He knows where the valleys are. He knows where the pitfalls are. He knows these things. This is why we got to constantly check in with him. Just like sports athletes, you know, they got a time management thing about it. And in a two-hour workout, man, they working hard, man. They huffing and puffing. They sweating. Why? Because they know what they're supposed to be doing. They're just not lollygagging. You know why? Because they realize the second half of the day, I got to be doing something else. So you got to be able to know what you need to do the first few hours of the day, what you need to do the next few hours of the day, what you need to be doing in the afternoon. That means you got to work hard. 
I would rather work three hours and work hard and know that I've done what I needed to do and then I can take some time to put my feet up and relax and just chill out as opposed to just doing this, that, and the other and I'm confused and frustrated and mad and angry and upset. I don't have no plan. I don't have no vision. I don't have no inspiration. I got nothing and I've wasted eight hours on Monday, another eight hours on Tuesday, another eight hours on Friday. When if I learn how to work hard and work smart at what I'm doing, I can get a lot done in a few amount of hours. See, that's when you know you're working hard. You can get, you know, again, when sports athletes, they're working out, they'll tell you, this is how you train. And see, I know what the end result and the goal of what I'm looking for. So I can do a three-hour training or a two-hour training as an athlete and say, hey, I done worked out and done things that most people can't figure out in an eight-hour day. And this is how you stay ahead of the competition in the natural. But in the spirit realm, this is how you stay connected with God to get things done that he's called for your life to do. I mean, we need to redeem the time. We need to buy our time back from the things that we have wasted, from the people we've wasted time with, for resources that God gave us and we did something else with it, we got to repent and do our first works over again. I want to encourage you today with this time management. There's so many other things that I could say to you, but I want you to take heed of these eight things that I gave you because I think they're key. That if you really learn how to clearly define your priorities, diligently make a plan, take into account the Lord's will, seek him first every day, commit your plans to the Lord, then ask the Lord what he wants you to do and be watchful for divine interruptions. And finally, if you just work hard and do what he's told you to do, man, we can be like Jesus. I really believe that we can because we have the spirit of God inside of us. And he did say that greater works, works with an S, we can do because he's going to the father. He's done what he needed to do. He wants us to continue on the works in a great, powerful, mighty, supernatural way where eyes have not seen nor ear heard. Neither has it entered to the heart of man all the things that he wants to do for them that love him. I do believe that you love God. I don't even know you, but I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you love God and you want to love him more. Love him more with time management. Love him more and not be wasteful of the time that you have. Love him more and check in with him. See, we show God we love him when we do what he told us to do. We can't say we love God and we just out here willy-nilly, just out here just doing whatever we want to do when we want to do it. That's not the spirit of God. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. That's the spirit of rebellion. God wants a people. Hear me clearly today. God wants a people who he can trust. See, it's one thing for us to trust God, but a whole nother thing for him to trust us. Does God trust you? I, I can guarantee you he don't if you're wasting time. But put this plan together, these eight principles, these eight things that I've given you today. Trust me, they'll change your life. They've changed mine. And here's one of the things you got to do. Look at it one by one and say, you know what? This is what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to clearly define the priorities in my life and just go down this list that I've given to you because I want to help see you grow. I don't want to see you just look up five years later and you haven't done anything with your life. If you plan on being around another five years, I think it's time now today that you put a plan to make sure that you'll be here another five years from now. 
All right. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray that this blessed you. And if it did, send me an email today at info at thomasadeloach.com. Send me that uh, email and let me know that this episode blessed you in some way. I will respond to you. I have a website at thomasadeloach.com. Go there. Check out who I am, what I'm about, especially if you are a first time listener. Check out my advocacy. I am a pastor in the North Carolina area, which you are always in invited to come out and worship with us. So do that today. I really want to stay connected to you. Really want to push you. Hope these podcasts are being a blessing to you. Share this episode with somebody. Maybe it'll help a loved one, a family, a friend. Hey man, send it to an enemy. Maybe your enemy will become your friend and you can really see the power of God being made plain in your life today. I'm believing God's best for you. I pray that you have a most excellent day and remember above all things to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at thomasadeloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.